Great friends, Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. David Wells is about to join me on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. David Wells had one of the most incredible baseball careers you could ever have. You know, from a 20-year career to a perfect game wearing Yankee uniform in Yankee Stadium, wearing Babe Ruth's cap that day, to getting to play for his hometown team, the San Diego Padres, twice and finishing his career with the Dodgers. Let me bring him on. Here is David Wells for the first time on 710 ESPN with Scott Kaplan. Hi, David. Scotty Cap. What's going on, Boomer? How are you? What's up, dude? But I didn't wear wear the hat during the perfect game. You boxed it. Oh, this is the second thing I've botched today, but uh, it'll all come back to me later in the day. Then what did I miss on the story? What was the story about Babe Ruth's hat? No, I wore it in the game. That's what I thought. I, yeah, I wore it in a game, and so I. Uh, that was it, and Joe Torre made me take it off. <laughs> in the game. <laughs> in the game. How do you After know? The first inning, he was pissed because he knew I was going to wear it, and he's like, "You're not, you're not going to wear that hat during a game." I'm like, "Yeah, I am." He goes, "No, you're not." And I said, "I'm going to wear it, Joe, eventually," and then. When I, I was in a tunnel and I was I was signaling to to Jeter and uh, uh, Jeter and uh, and um, Posada to go out and he uh, and I took off because I was in the tunnel and he was in the dugout and I I hauled butt out there and he knew I had it on and he was pissed. <laughs> so, so I got to the first inning unscathed. He came in. He told me to take it off. I took it off, and then I don't think I got out of the third inning. (laughs) (laughs) Should have blamed it on him. Boomer Wells here with Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. You blamed it on him? Oh, hell yeah. Why not? Of course. (laughs) Let me me get your opinions on a few things, Boomer. Start me off with this. Uh What what do you think about this 60-game Major League Baseball schedule that has been proposed? Everybody's working out now, getting ready for later in the month. What is your opinion of a 60-game season? I think it's ridiculous, to be honest with you. I mean, yeah, the guys want to play, but they're in. I think this is this the final year of the uh, CBA. Something like that. Why wouldn't they just lock them out, and then they don't have to worry about paying anybody, and then get a new deal, and then and then start from scratch and all that? Because now you know there's a lot of guys that were pissed that they're not getting paid. Um, now they're only going to get paid a certain amount, whatever it may be. So why wouldn't you just do that and just lock them out and then everything's good. It's just another work stoppage. And, you know, I don't think anybody would complain because of the pandemic. But 60 games and then they're going to have a World Series after that. Are you saying you don't think that a 60-game season and ultimately whoever wins the World Series, you don't think it's legit because it's not a real baseball season? Hundred percent. That's just my opinion. I, I think it's stupid, but trust me, the country needs some action right now in baseball. But you know, as you're looking at these numbers, the numbers, the hospital numbers are down, the cases are up because of more testing, obviously. But you know, wear a mask, and I, I think you'll be fine. I mean, I, I wouldn't have a problem. With it, but you know, something's better than nothing. But I would, as a player, I would be. I would be bummed. 
Well, let me ask you this. We're talking to Boomer Wells, who had a 20-year Major League Baseball career, started in Toronto, finished with the Dodgers in 2007, had a perfect game along the way for the Yankees. Let me, let me ask you this. When you see a guy like David Price who gets traded from the Red Sox to the Dodgers and he's kind of an add-on to the Mookie Betts deal and he opts out, but he's still got two years at $60 million coming his way, are you surprised that a guy like Price opts out of playing? Well, I mean, it's 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 their uh, it's their you know prerogative because of you know they're they're afraid of they're afraid of the um, of the pandemic and all that. So to me, it's there's I think there's some NBA guys that aren't playing as well, right? From what I heard, mm-hmm. but you know I I think overall, Scott, that you know it's personal preference. I mean, I'm I'm type 2 diabetic so i mean i'm at high risk so i would probably but knowing me i would play i don't I, you know me i don't care mm-hmm. but uh but i would just i would rather you know play it safe and that's what some guys are are doing you know so, they're just they're taking the safe route out but i don't know if that's smart or not but you know so, it's personal preference even as a type 2 diabetic and someone who as you just described yourself as possibly high risk if if baseball were coming back today and you were still right. an active major league baseball player you would be going and planning to play i would i mean i definitely would but you know that's just me cuz i'm i'm nut, i'm a knucklehead <laughs> and i i defy it all odds so i'm going to go out and figure it out but I'm, i mean i figure i would be healthy enough god forbid if i got it i i would think i would be able to to get through it, but you look at it this way. But what happens if your best player they start up and your your best player on the team gets it? So now he's got a he's got to sit out two weeks. Could completely change your season. I mean, if take a look at the Dodgers. We're talking to Boomer Wells right. here on Scott Kaplan on seven ten ESPN. Boomer, when you look at the Dodgers and you know how successful they have been in the last, call it, seven years, but they haven't been able right. to win a World Series. Is When you look at them and you say, they're the odds-on favorite, even with Price opting out, even with four guys that are impact players that are still not in and we're not sure why, um, you think this is the Dodger year, I mean, to, to actually finish it off because it's just a shortened season or – or maybe it's because they have the best roster. Do you think this is the, a year where the Dodgers can actually win the World Series? I mean, it's a, it's a possibility, but I look at it. Anybody has a chance of of of, uh, of winning it. I mean, I don't care if you're the favorite or not. You know, you look at the Yankees, if their pitching staff is that solid, which say they couldn't win it. Or you look at Houston. I mean, even though they, you know, they've got some, some good players, they might have a chance. So you, you never know. I mean, it's just a matter of who's who's ready to go. Then you got to worry about the injuries. Some some guys knowing that. Now, what's your rotation? Is it going to be a five man or is it going to be a, a three man? And get your studs ready to go. So there's a lot of variables that that can happen. But to me, it, I, I don't think anybody's at in stone. I mean, yeah, the Dodgers have a really good team, but you know something can happen. You know, Bellinger or or, or Jaeger, they could uh, they could get hurt, or they can get COVID, and then now they don't have their best player. 
Talking to Boomer Wells here on Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Let me ask you this. You just mentioned the Astros. The Dodgers play the Astros in their second series. So to start the season, they play the Giants, and then they're on the road at the Astros. Before COVID was something that we all knew about, the Astros cheating scandal was front page news. And oh yeah. And and you assumed that when teams got a chance to get at the Astros, particularly the Dodgers, there would be retaliation. Do you think that we've all and I say we, I mean put yourself in baseball. Has baseball forgotten this? Have they let it go because the world has changed through COVID, the George Floyd murder? Has has baseball let the Astros off the hook, or do you suspect that the Dodgers in their second series will hold them accountable? What do you think? Hell no, you won't let it go. You don't forget stuff like that. I mean, that that's embedded, and, you know, guys hold grudges. I mean, I don't care who you are. You're going to hold the grudge, and, you know, I mean, I've held grudges for a long time waiting to get somebody, not drill them. You know, so to me, it's, you know, it's a matter of what they're going to do. And, and, and the way the Astros did it and how, and how uh, lame they were coming out with no sympathy whatsoever. They just read a script is all they did. They, they weren't sincere about their cheating or anything like that. So, um, so to me, it's, it's uh, you know, they're not going to forget it. They're gonna, I think they're going <laughs> to retaliate. Okay, let me ask you this. You're, you're a player. Dave Roberts walks into the clubhouse, and Dave says, hey, guys, look, um, it's a 60-game season. We'll get them next year. For now, let's just try and win as many games as we can. Let's, let's put it on the back burner when we have 162. When we've only got 60, let's just focus. If you're the starting pitcher and the manager tells you that, what are you doing? Well, if they were smart, they would say, if you retaliate right now, you're fine. And then that's how you stop it. I mean, to me, you would do it. And if you did that, that makes a lot of sense. That is very credible and understanding because of the shortened season. So, yeah, you could do that. But, you know, things change. Because if there's somebody there that's in the end of their contract and they might not be there, you're going to get them just because it's, you know, it was them. You know, but here's the thing. If anybody gets hit in a game that's going to tempt you know, it's tempers are going to flare. Tension's going to be hot. It doesn't matter. And it could be on accident, you know, but you, you don't know it. It, it. The game's so, you know, it's so crazy. And, and guys are just, I don't know if they're intelligent enough to understand it. They just see, they just see red. It's that bull, man. They see red and they go after it. And that's kind of what it would be like. But, you know, as a player, you, you just, you don't let things go too easily. But if your manager came and, and begged you guys to do it, but then maybe throw a little threat in there, you're gonna get you're gonna get a, it's gonna be a hefty fine if you retaliate, especially in a shortened season. And then yeah, then the guys I think you better respect the manager's, you know, his input and say, Hey, we'll get him next time. That, Boomer, that, that, let, let me ask you this. You, you should have been, ma- been a manager. <laughs> right. Make a prediction for me, because you know I would have tried to have created peace. Let me ask you a question. Make make a prediction for me here. Can baseball pull this off? Will they start? Will they finish? Prediction. I, I'm about 60-40 in the positive. 
because it just depends on what's going on. I mean, because you got the left and you got the right. And they're bickering. It's like you can protest and you can riot. That's okay. But if you have a sporting event, now you're, you're putting dangers and you know, everyone's life in danger. So, you know, it, that just, you know, it, all this crazy stuff, this political crap going on. So somebody might use it as a political gain. Who knows? But to me, I'm saying 60-40 at this point in the positive that they'll finish. Well, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm hoping it happens. Boomer, appreciate your time, man. Thank you very much for coming on today. Thanks, dude. Anytime, buddy. Anytime. Appreciate it. There you go. Boomer Wells, 20-year major league career, played for his hometown team in San Diego, finished with the Dodgers, perfect game for the Yankees, and always strong opinions. Boomer Wells giving you the straight talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract. No compromise. ESPN Radio is being presented by Progressive Insurance. Coming up, the NBA is going into a bubble. Major League Baseball is going to attempt to play 33% of their season. The NFL plans to steamroll its way through the fall. But maybe there's finally a chink in the NFL armor. I want to get to that on the way. And I also want to remind you that if you don't have time to wax your car, who does? 303 Touchless Sealant is a quick and easier solution. Simply spray on and rinse off. It's that easy. Get ultimate protection and shine in minutes that lasts up to six months. Now available at O'Reilly, AutoZone, and Advance Auto Parts. Visit 303radio.com for more information. 303radio.com for more information. Okay, look, like I said, NFL has been the one, the one league that has not yet been impacted. NBA got stopped midway. Same with the NHL. Baseball hasn't been able to start. Football thinks they're coming back. But maybe, maybe the players are starting to see the baseball players and they've got concerns. Let me talk about that coming up. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Great friend, Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. The epicenter of the Southland is exactly right, L.A. I say it like that because... I remember vividly years ago when the Chargers and the Raiders were trying to build a stadium together, as laughable as it was then. It's even funnier now. By the way, have you seen the pictures of the Raiders stadium in Las Vegas? It is freaking beautiful. That's what happens, though, when you get the state of Arizona or the state of Nevada and you get the Bank of America and everybody puts their money together and you just bring the team you got yourself a brand new super stadium. By the way, they, the stadium that has been built now uh, in Englewood, have you had a chance to drive by, stop by, take a look? I mean, it is spectacular. That's what happens when you spend $500 million on a stadium. And if you were Stan Kroenke, you might be thinking to yourself, oh my God, I just spent all this time, all this money. I actually had to go back to the league because the Chargers couldn't make their financial commitments because their projections were so outlandish and they came so short in their projections in terms of sales of PSLs, in terms of sales of tickets. The Chargers did not contribute to Stan Kroenke Stadium. And Kroenke's sitting here, like many NFL owners, like the Major League Baseball owners before them, and they're saying, wait a second, we're not going to be able to sell tickets this year. We're not going to be able to sell merch in the stadiums on Sunday afternoon. No one's going to pay us for parking. 
No one's going to buy a beer. If you're Stan Kroenke and you have just built the greatest stadium on the planet and in year one you cannot start recouping any of the money that you have already invested, is it possible that the NFL owners are going to get into a financial war with their players, publicly by the way, similar to what happened with the major league players? want to talk about that espn radio is presented by progressive insurance drivers who save with progressive save over 750 dollars on average call or click today and find out if we could save you hundreds on your car insurance okay again it's scott kaplan on 710 espn let me tell you this there was a tweet that went out by an nfl network reporter that said that the nfl owners are contemplating asking the nfl players to take a 35% pay cut. And I'm going to encapsulize this for you. Michael Thomas, one of the great wide receivers in the NFL from the New Orleans Saints, saw this tweet from this NFL network reporter and went, you got to be kidding me. By the way, I'm, these are my words, not him, but I'm paraphrasing. He says, dude, wait a second. You're the billionaire owners and you want us, the players, by the way, we, the NFL players, I saw that Patrick Mahomes contract for $500 million, but it's not $500 million guaranteed. David Price decides not to play for the Dodgers, but he got two years coming guaranteed. The NFL players don't have these guaranteed contracts. So when the NFL players hear the NFL owners possibly through an NFL network reporter say, we're going to ask you guys to absorb the losses with us. Think about that. You're Stan Kroenke and you look at Jared Goff, and you say, dude, listen, we're not going to sell any parking. We're not going to sell any jerseys at the stadium. We're not going to sell any beers. We're not going to be able to sell luxury suites to, to rich corporations. We are not going to drive revenue the way an NFL team is expected to when you pack a place with 70000 And that money, we are not going to make it this year. So why would I, the owner, pay you, the player, the exact same amount of money you're supposed to get paid when I can't make any money? Now, the NFL players are saying this. Oh, well, sorry, tough. You're a billionaire, and um, that's the unfortunate reality. Uh, apply for a PPP loan, pal. Sorry, Jerry Jones. I mean, what can I tell you? And, and I think, I think, this is the first chink in the armor here. In other words... The NFL has not yet had to deal with what we're talking about. Basketball shuts down middle of the season. Here they come. Baseball can't start the season. Here they come. NHL, what are you doing? You're not on my radar. NFL, hey, we're going to power through this. NFL said, hey, you know what? We're going to find a way to do the draft, and we're going to find a way to televise it. And you know what happened? It was actually better. The NFL draft this year was better. So the NFL, you heard Tony Baselli earlier this week. Tony Baselli fought COVID. He was in ICU. He said, I was having deep thoughts with myself about fighting for my life. But if you said, hey, training camp's getting ready to start, I'm a football player, I'm going. The NFL has not really yet had to deal with this. But this is perhaps, like I said, the first chink in the armor. When you've got Patrick Mahomes tweeting going, bro, what? This is the guy who just got the $500 million contract. Wait a second. You're telling me that I may have to sacrifice 35% of my salary, but I still have to play the same number of games? 
this is this is the beginning of watching how the NFL handles what they're going to have to do to play this season. And if I'm an NFL owner, just like if I were a Major League Baseball owner, I'd be crying the blues. Man, I can't sell anything. I can't put people in the stands. I can't make this kind of money, but I got this $300 million payroll, and I got to make this payroll, but I got nothing coming in. And I think the players are saying, yeah, well, that's kind of your problem, not my problem. There you have it. I think that uh, this is really the beginning for the NFL to find out if they can really do this. I, I, you hear me questioning. You know, David Wells just said, I'm 60-40 that baseball will happen. We talked earlier today about Adam Silver saying, hey, who knows what's going to happen? We, we may have to be shut down. This is the beginning of the NFL getting engaged in this conversation. All right, feeling great starts with a great shave, and a great shave starts with Barbasol Shaving Cream. Barbasol Shaving Cream, an American classic for over 100 years. I'm actually afraid to shave right now. I have this goatee. It's not good. I admit it, okay? First of all, it's a little embarrassing because both sides are kind of gray. And I've never in my life, I'm 50 years old, I've never been able to grow a real man's beard. When I see a man with a real man's beard, I'm like, can I touch that? Can I just... Because I, I don't know what it feels like. I, I will never have the feeling of a real man beard. I'm not real man enough, but I'm, I'm half. So I, I got this goatee and it's horrible. My kids all tell me to shave it. My girlfriend told me it's okay. She said, I'll tell you when it's time. But I'm like afraid to shave it now because I think it's going to hurt. But I'll have to use Barbasol shaving cream. It's available in five fantastic flavors to customize your close shave. That's right. I did say flavors. Whether it's the classic original or sensitive skin, there's one for every face Find your favorite Barbasol today. You are looking good, America. You are hot. You are looking good, America. You're shaving with Barbasol. Man, if I were Stan Kroenke, I'd be like, dude, I just spent $500 million on a stadium. The Chargers were supposed to help me. They couldn't. I had to borrow more money from the NFL. I had to get my loan extended. And now I'm not even going to put anybody in here. By the way, you know, there, there was a death, another death on the, on the site of, of the, the construction site. I would like call a timeout. Hey, this thing doesn't even have to be done anymore. We're not packing people in here. We're not having Taylor Swift concerts. Everybody take a timeout. But again, this is maybe the first time that the NFL is going to hear their players speak up and say, no, 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 uh-uh. If we're going to play our 16-game schedule, we're getting paid. What do you say, Bergman? Do you really think, or I'm actually asking you this, do you really think that the the NFL and uh, Roger Goodell are going to be so out of touch that they wouldn't have seen what just happened with the, with major league baseball and how bad major league baseball looks right now by having a public um, fight over money that they would do the exact same thing. The problem is that if you're the owner, I do think you have a legit gripe like, Hey, look, we we've all got to find a way to absorb this. But you see what baseball did is they said, we're going to shorten the season and then we're going to pay you prorated. And they fought about it and argued about it and looked like a bunch of jerks and greedy and everybody's unemployed and people are collecting from the government. And these guys are arguing over millions of dollars. So people got turned off. It was distasteful. The NFL players, though, have another legitimate gripe, which is, wait a second. You're not saying play eight games and pay me 50 percent. You're saying play 16 games and pay me 65 percent. I think both sides have a legit gripe, but I will tell you right now, I'll side with the players over the owners. 
No, you have to side with the players over the owners and all this. They made an agreement. They made a deal. There's a contract that says that this is the amount of money that you make for a 16-game season, actually 17 you know, weeks, whatever it happens to be. And they are taking away – they've already taken away two preseason games, which not many people play in, and two more preseason games probably are going to be going away as well. I just – it's insane to me that if they would ever – to even put something out like that, that, hey, we're going to take away 35% of your money. Yes, Kroenke did lose five billion dollars in putting in this SoFi stadium but like you're a billionaire you're a billionaire owner you're never going to get the 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 fans or even the players to be like okay you know like we, we're on your side for no, this there's no sympathy there is no sympathy at all for billionaire owners who all of a sudden find themselves out one year uh 300 million dollars you know, because we, the regular people, the normal people, we look at that and go, hey, look, if I had $5 billion and all of a sudden I lost $300 million, I still got $4.7 billion. Guess what? Um, I'm going to be able to eat tonight. It's cool. It's good. <laughs> you know? It's, so, I know. I'm with you. It's, but it's like it's the, it's the arrogance of the NFL. And I feel like they just feel that they are above and beyond everything else and every other sport. And no matter what the players are going to play and the people are going to watch because we're the NFL and we are the Kings of the United States right now, everything that we do, people love and will continue to watch no matter what. And our players, like, like you said, Tony Baselli said, I had, I had Corona. I'd be out there tomorrow playing if I could. So it's, it's a tough spot. And they're like, okay, well, if we're so great, I'm going to just take 35% of your money away and you're going to be okay with it because you love us so much. You, you know what, Birdman? It's funny you say that because the, the, the word arrogance in the NFL go hand in hand. By the way, take it from somebody who works in the NFL. In other words, I do these Monday night football games. I do playoff games. I'm on the field. I'm on the sidelines. I get to interact with owners, coaches, with the commissioner at times. Um, there, the arrogance of the NFL is this, and, and everybody in Los Angeles can appreciate what I'm about to tell you, and you probably can figure it out. Look, if the NFL hasn't been woke, cool new word, I'm using it. If the NFL hasn't been woke to the notion that just because you put an NFL logo at the 50-yard line, you are not guaranteed success. They thought they were, but I will point to Exhibit A, Your Honor, which is Dean Spanos and the former Chargers of San Diego, now of Orange County. You see these guys right here? You took them, you moved them, you plucked them, you put a 50-yard line logo down there, and guess what? They don't have any people. They don't have any fans. This could actually turn into an advantage for the Chargers this year because they're on even ground with everybody else because nobody got any fans in the stadium. But that is the arrogance. We expect, hey, we're pulling into L.A., we'll bring two teams, one that you kind of want back and one that you have no interest in, but it's going to be successful because we're going to jam it down your throat. And the people of L.A. went, yeah, I'm not that interested. Thanks. I like the Rams. Uh, I've been to a lot of games, Rams games, over the last few years at the Coliseum that are jam-packed. Yeah, there's some other fans there from other teams, but I'm talking electricity, man. I had a division round game a couple years ago well it was the year that the rams went to the super bowl rams and cowboys oh dude i mean it's electric saturday night downtown la the skyline the, the hollywood sign i mean it's freaking spectacular um that is something that can be uh can be had but the chargers haven't and the nfl expected them to so that that is the nfl's arrogance all right coming up if I were going to be quarantined in the NBA bubble, 
You want to know what I do with all my free time? I'm going to tell you next. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Great friend Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Shout out to a longtime friend, Peter Seidler, who's the owner of the Padres, but his grandfather owned the Dodgers. And he's cruising around L.A. somewhere today, and he's texting me. And, uh, yeah, I know I'm freaking a lot of people out. It's all good, though, Peter. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, it's not game day, but you can still feast like it is. Meet Church's new five-buck campfire smokehouse chicken, our fan favorite with a new campfire flavor, plus mashed potatoes and a biscuit. Church's bringing that down-home flavor offer valid at participating locations. So I said earlier today I'm going to use one of the food delivery services to get some, some Church's, but I, I haven't had a chance to do it. Like, I want to, but I haven't had a chance to. Uh, coming up, Boog Shambi will be here, the voice of ESPN's coverage of Major League Baseball on ESPN Radio. Boog Shambi is around the corner, and he will appear on ESPN Radio via the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Okay, I mentioned before the break, if I were an NBA player and I went to Orlando and I were going to quarantine, like, hey, LeBron, you know, I'm with you, man. Like, I, you and me, dude, I'm focused. I'm zoned. I'm in. I've been training. I've been working out, dude. I've been, I've been taking protein shakes. I'm ripped. I'm lean. I've been doing ab work, okay? I'm here. I'm 100% in. I'm committed. LeBron, I'm all in. Lakers, let's go. And the same thing would happen if I were with the Clippers. They're like, yo, Kawhi, I know you don't want to talk about anything, and I know you don't say much, but dog, I'm with you, okay? For real. I'm, me and you, dude, I've been working out. I've been training, okay? This is our year. We can do this. So if I were an NBA player and I went into the bubble, I'd take this thing real seriously. Coach, tell me when to be there. I'll practice. Um, tell me how to order my meals. I'll do it. Um, you know, if I get a chance and I can go out and play a little golf, breathe some fresh air, yeah, that sounds fine to me. I'm okay with that. Look, I want to have all my things, man. I, I'm accustomed to getting a manicure. You know why? Because when I dunk, okay, this is the dream I'm living, Bergman. Just so you know, I mean, do you hear the dream that I'm living right now? I'm an NBA player. I'm going into the bubble. I need a manicure because when I dunk, when I hold on to the rim and I jam it down, okay, if there's a shot from up above, the, above the backboard that shows my fingernails, I want to be properly manicured. I want to look sweet, and I want my fingernails to be strong so that when I reverse dunk, I don't break any fingernails. Do you understand? No, I, I see where you're going with this, but isn't it more of the, about the pedicure? you got to have nice, strong feet during all of this. Correct, but you're not going to see my feet, okay? <laughs> no, not gonna so see it's my for feet. the gram. You're doing it, this all it, for the gram. Of course, naturally. Isn't everything? I mean, I mentioned yesterday all these Instagram influencers, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. I want to be the Jewish Dwayne Johnson. I want to be the, the J Dwayne Johnson, Scott Kaplan. I want to be that guy. I want to make a million dollars per Instagram post. And so... Look, if I'm serious about going down to the bubble and I'm going to win, every moment I get where I have to quarantine, I'm going to quarantine, okay? And there's a lot of catching up I have to do. People, I have not had a chance yet, and this is what I would do if I were a player. I just sit in my hotel room because I work out, I lift, I practice, I eat right, and now I rest. I got to catch up. Has everybody seen Hamilton, or am I the only person left in America that has not yet seen Hamilton on Disney Plus? Am I alone? I can't understand how you haven't seen it yet. It was perfect timing to watch it over Fourth of July weekend too. Being free on Disney Plus, and it was fantastic, by the way. Is it still free? Yeah, once it's on Disney Plus, as long as you you know buy Disney Plus. I must have bought Disney Plus one time because I bought 
something on Disney. Oh, I, I told you guys. I was trying no, to find the original Star hope. Wars. Yeah, A New Hope. Not A New Hope. Not A New yes. Hope? No. <laughs> it is. You, I'm sorry. I thought that was just a nightmare and that didn't really happen. So... No, no, Bronny, it did happen. And by the way, I, you guys have both been debunked by the Star Wars experts out there that said it was not called Star Wars A New Hope. It was just called Star Wars. But later, when the prequels were made, that's when they decided to change the name and call it Star Wars A New Hope because now there's three stories before that one. So, I mean, I think you guys are going to have to at some point, be, you know, you just got to be man enough to say I stand corrected. No, I'd I don't like stand corrected because that guy's wrong. I can prove it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Is it the guy? Is it some dude on Twitter, like one one guy? Oh, so I'm wrong. <laughs> it's all good. In, in which what? case, I will be man enough to say, you know, that uh, that I stand corrected. But I, I will say this. If I were, and you guys give me a suggestion here, okay? I have watched, during the, during the whole COVID quarantine, I watched Tiger King. I watched Ozark. I have not been able to get myself back into Billions. I watched that wacko Jeffrey Epstein and, and that documentary about him and his life. I've watched so much stuff that I didn't have time to watch previous. The only thing I don't feel I've gotten to yet is Hamilton. Do you guys have any strong suggestions? Uh, for TV shows? I mean, no. I'm, I'm not the Cause, right Because now, remember, dude, dude, I'm an NBA player. Okay, I'm in the bubble. I'm doing my workouts. But when I'm when I'm quarantining, dude, I'm catching up on content. Give me something. Then you got to watch The Office. You got to watch all of The Office, all of Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else would you. Uh, I'm watching How I Met Your Mother right now, even though I watched it back in the day, and it's very very funny. Um, none of these Ronnie? none of these sound good to me uh, so far. If you're looking for a Game the of Office? Thrones replacement, The Witcher is pretty good. There's one oh, season really? of that. The Witcher. I, I mean, yes, I would love a Game of Thrones replacement before I just finally give in and go back and watch Game of Thrones for the third time. As for Except the Office, the last season. Except oh, you didn't the like the last season. season? No. Yeah, I know a lot of people let's were not, disappointed. Let's not, let's, not, yeah, let's not get into that. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I mean, listen. Stuff. I'm contemplating going back and watching Breaking Bad because you talk about yeah. the ending of Breaking Bad. The last five minutes of Breaking Bad is the greatest encapsulation of any series in the history of television. So. I would consider going back and watching Breaking Bad because it's been a long time, but I'm looking for something new and fresh because I'm an NBA player. I'm in the bubble. I'm doing everything right. I'm committed. I'm zoned in. I'm with LeBron, and and I'm going to try and take in Hamilton and anything else I've missed along the way. What if it's something old that you might have missed? Example. Uh, the Shield? Don't know The Shield. Ooh, you have to watch The Shield. You have uh, Michael Chiklis. Watching it right a, now. Yeah, my, my, uh, Michael Chiklis as an LAPD officer. Uh, think uh, uh, think it was the FX version of The Wire. Really good. The Shield, I don't know it. Oh, okay. it's, it's amazing. It's so mm-hmm. good. Okay. It is a fantastic show. It's just a, a little bit too... There's a lot of pol- police. Uh, meh. It's, it's very pr- real. It's, it's, tough. it's tough to watch right now. It is very real. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. All right. Well, keep hitting me up with some suggestions. And by the way, if you've got suggestions for me, send them to me. On Twitter, at Scott Kaplan, tag at ESPN Los Angeles. I'm an NBA player. I'm going to Orlando. I still haven't seen Hamilton. That's first on my list, but I'll take your suggestions. Coming up, let me get these phones rolling. Here's what I'm looking for. I'm looking to do a listener debate this afternoon. I'm posting this on Twitter for you right now. Who do you think is going to win the Western Conference? Everything goes smoothly. Bubble is good. Everybody's healthy. Let's play ball. Who do you think is going to win the Western Conference? The Clippers or the Lakers? You tell me. 
Clippers have won two out of three so far this season. You remember opening night, 112-102, Christmas, 111-106. Lakers, though, later in the season, right before the break, 112-103, two out of three to the Clippers. So I'm looking for a Clipper fan to defend the Clippers and build the case why the Clippers are going to win the Western Conference. And I'm looking for a Laker fan on the other side to say, whoa, 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 Lakers are going to win the Western Conference. Here's the number, 877-710-3776. 877-710-3776. You think you know the Clippers? Call. You think you know the Lakers? Call. Let me get a Clipper fan and a Laker fan. Listener debates coming up next on Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. <laughs> Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. My man, Chris Morales. I see you working. Good ears, brother. Right on, my man. Very good. What a great afternoon. And I will also be curious to hear what Mason and Ireland have to say later on. I was out yesterday afternoon for a workout because now I got Bergman who wants a piece of me. So I'm out working out yesterday, man. I'm sweating. I'm working, climbing hills. And I'm watching and listening to what was going on at ESPN yesterday here at 710. And I was listening to the crosstalk between Mason and Ireland and Sliwa. And Sliwa was asking for some advice. He's like, hey, I'm the younger guy of the crew. Give me a little advice. Look, on a Zoom call, what's the proper etiquette? And it's an important question because I'm on a lot of Zoom calls. I'm sure you guys are too. Like, for example, sometimes I'm on a Zoom call. I'm freaking hungry, dude, and I want to eat something, and I'm like, should I be eating on the Zoom call? It's gross. People are on the other end of the Zoom call. Going, I don't want to see that. Why are you eating peanut butter with your oatmeal? And it's, it sounds disgusting. So Sliwa was asking for some advice. Mason winds up saying, dude, I'm taking a Zoom call. I realize I'm laying in bed shirtless. My tattoo is exposed. He's talking about this hair that he's growing out, like the big Lebowski, and he's saying... It's totally unprofessional. And for me, you'll have to excuse me, okay? I'm a voyeuristic person. I'm a curious person by nature. Um, and I would like to see a picture of Mason sitting in his bed shirtless with his tattoo. And I'd like to know what the tattoo is. Do you want to know what the tattoo is or do you want him to tell you? Um, do you really know? Uh, yeah, I absolutely know what it is. Have you seen it? Yeah, he showed it to me. I used to work on the show. So, no, yeah. I realize that, but is he like, hey, check this out. Takes off his shirt, he shows you his tattoo? Well, I was actually on, I was the producer when he got the tattoo, so. How long ago I, was this? Uh, it was within the last three, four years. What's the tattoo? Like, is I say left peck, where is it? That is right, it's the left peck. Okay, and what is it of? Let me hear it. It's, it's a Ganesh. What's a Ganesh? It's Ganesh, it's an Indian symbol for, and it, but it's, a, it's, a, it's an elephant, and he loves elephants. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. So that's what it is. I just don't know why you have any interest in seeing him shirtless. Well, because he painted this beautiful picture of himself laying in bed with this big, giant gray mop and the tattoo. And I, and I assume that his, his skin hasn't seen the sunlight, and he's, he's got to be like light blue, like Casper the Ghost. And I love Steve, and I, you know, I got nothing but love in my heart for the guy. And so... You know. Light blue, like he's in Avatar, the new Avatar, like Avatar two through five that's coming out soon. I'm, yeah, I'm just saying. I think he's kind of like like glowingly, you know, like uh, you know, without sun of any kind on his body. All right, let me do this. Let me uh, let me jump right in. ESPN Radio is being presented by Progressive Insurance. Quoting home insurance just got easier with Progressive's Home Quote Explorer. Quote and buy 
all online at progressive.com quote there you go okay listen i'm looking for someone who feels like they can say the clippers are going to win the west and i'm looking for someone who's going to say with passion and strong opinions no 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 the lakers are going to win the west we're going to give you guys a couple of minutes to battle it out on the air and then me Bergman and Bronstein, the law firm of Kaplan, Bergman and Bronstein are going to adjudicate who wins this listener debate. Here's Ian in Redondo repping the Lakers. What's going on, Ian? How are you, buddy? Hi, Scott. You're doing some good work. Thank you for being here. Oh, my pleasure, man. I am flattered to be here. Let me introduce you, Ian, in Redondo to Edwin in Malabute representing the Clippers. What's going on, Edwin? How you doing? How you doing? Clippers up. All right, here we go. I'm going to say to you first, Ian, take 30 seconds and say why you believe the Lakers will win the West. Ian, do it. All right, here we go. Here's the point. One AD in LeBron in the pick and roll is pretty unstoppable. That's one. Two, uh, when it's getting, all these games are going to be close, and we're going to have two guys to possibly uh, be in clutch instead of one instead of Kawhi, um, you don't know what you're going to get out of Paul George with the injuries and the Clippers' chemistry. Uh, Shamit being out is bigger than you think. And with the veterans on the Lakers team, I like our shot. All right, there you go. There's Ian with his opening statements. Listener debates on Scott Kaplan, 710 ESPN. Here's Edwin in Malibu repping the Clippers. Edwin, your turn, man. You're up. The Clippers, they have youth. Both teams are coming Coming back to play off of a long layoff, the Clippers have more youth. Um, everybody knows Beverly has the, the heart, passion of a lion. Kawhi Leonard, nothing even needs to be said about him. I think mostly everybody's just in denial because there are so many Lakers fans. They don't want to believe that the Lakers aren't going to be in the finals. That's what I think. I, I, everybody knows. I think even deep down Lakers fans know that they don't have a chance against the Clippers All right, to make it to the final. That's Edwin in Malibu who says the Lakers don't have a chance against the Clippers. Ian, Edwin, the floor is open. Ian, do you agree with what you just heard? I mean, are you a Laker fan? Are you in denial right now? I'm not in denial. I know the Clippers are good. And it's not going to be – it's probably going at least six or seven and we, when we place them. But the whole idea is that when you have LeBron and AD and you also have three-point shooters and Green and KCP just sitting there with open shots, I, the main reason is I don't think Paul George is the same Paul George. And I do think Shamit being out is a big deal. That's my main point. Edwin, what do you say to that? I have disliked the Lakers for a long time. And – my friends and I disagree on LeBron's status in the NBA. I believe, as controversial as it sounds, that LeBron is the greatest basketball player of all time. I believe that when Michael Jordan played, the league was a little watered down and people had to be more physical because they were less talented, less skillful, and whatnot. Having said that, I believe, well, he, he, he is still doing amazing things out there. But it's just not going to be enough. There's just, there's just too, too many guns on the Clipper team. There's just too much, too much at stake for them. They've been put down for so long, and they have so much to prove. And 
Patrick Beverly, he'll he'll be the first one to say it. He's just going to put everything out there. Montrez Harrell, oh my gosh, what a monster. All right, let me do this. Let me jump in here. Ian, I'm giving you the 10-second final thought. This is your closing remark on listener debates. You take the Lakers. Give me 10 seconds, closing remarks. Here you go. If you look at the numbers, our defense is very good. Every game this year is either coming from Caruso, KCP, Green. Somebody was getting into the 15, 18 points. Kuzma. We have too many weapons, too many guys who can come step up, and we got AD, LeBron, the, the best two combo in the league. All right, there's Ian and Redondo repping the Lakers. Edwin and Malibu, last thought on why the Clippers will win the West over the Lakers. So we may not have the height to control AD to be able to uh, really get him to not do what he does. But it's going to take a whole lot more than just AD and LeBron to beat, to, to beat the stacked Clippers. All right, there you go. Now, you've heard from both of these guys. I've posted this exact same debate on Twitter, at Scott Kaplan. So get onto my Twitter, click on the link, jump into the debate, take the side, either the Lakers or the Clippers. Bergman, you heard both arguments. Bronny, you heard both arguments. Uh, you, you heard them. I mean, who established the, the better argument? Who defended their side better? What do you say, Bergman? I got this an easy 30-27 victory for Ian, the Laker fan. It wasn't even close. He was talking about actual players that were on the Lakers and the issues that, that come across from the Clippers, saying with the chemistry and the Shamit issues, he was quick, he was concise, he was making good points. The Clipper fan, doesn't, he didn't even say anything. He had no real points. He was just saying, I don't like LeBron. I, I get into fights with my friends. There wasn't anything there that made me think, oh, the Clippers are the better team in all of this. He just was spouting off what he thought for himself and nothing about the teams. Bronny, 3027 is, Ian. 3027. It's like uh, Harold Letterman on an old HBO boxing. <laughs> well, Jim, 3027 for Ian and Redondo. Um, what do you say, Bronny? Who do you got? Uh, I, I will give Edwin and Malibu a little credit. Ian came out swinging uh, analysis on both teams stats the pick and roll from lebron and ad edwin did try to come back in the second round but unfortunately a lot of his talk was a lot of filibustering a lot of hot air i gotta give it to the lakers fan ian and redondo okay so it's two to nothing for ian and redondo and my vote at this point means nothing so just to be somebody to go against the grain i'll go with edwin and malibu but it doesn't matter edwin unfortunately you just didn't bring enough strong content Ian and Redondo, you win our first listener debate, repping the Lakers. Congratulations. Appreciate you listening, pal. Coming up next, he is the lead announcer for ESPN's coverage of professional baseball from Korea. But Major League Baseball is coming back. Boog Shambi is up next. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN.